0: Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. Episode 44, how much deposit do I need to buy an investment property? When it comes to the deposit for an investment property, investors often ask two questions. Number one, how much deposit do I need? And number two, where do I get the deposit from? These are questions that we get asked all the time by property investors here at Opus Partners. So in this article, you'll get the answers to both. This includes how to buy an investment property without a single dollar down for your cash deposit. Let's get started. How much deposit do I actually need to buy an investment property? Well, the thing is, if you're an investor, the deposit required for your property depends on the property that you're buying. So, for instance, you need 20% deposit for a new build property, a 35% deposit for an existing property, and a 50% deposit, in some circumstances, for bare land, smaller apartments, or high-yielding dual P apartments. This variation is due to -to loan-to-value ratio restrictions, but I'm going to get to that in a second. These deposit differences are substantial when it comes to dollar amount, and they will dictate what property you can actually invest in. Let's go through the different deposit amounts for a $1 million property, but we're going to change what type of property this $1 million property is. So let's say one's a new build townhouse being built in Auckland by a developer. This property will require a 20% deposit. Let's say the next one is a standalone house in Christchurch that was built 20 years ago. That makes it an existing property and investors will require a 35% deposit. The final property is a dual care apartment in Wellington. And because this is a specific type of property, it's going to require a 50% deposit. All three properties cost $1 million, But because the deposit changes, the dollar amounts vary. The deposit on property A is $200,000. That's for the new build townhouse. The deposit on the existing property is $350,000, and the deposit on the dual-key property is $500,000. So, for example, purchasing property B, the existing property, requires one hundred and fifty dollars more than property A, the new build townhouse. Even though they both cost $1 million, you've got to source one hundred and fifty dollars more if you want to buy the existing property. In the article that you're listening to, there's a flowchart that shows just how much deposit is required for investors, owner-occupiers, and 1st home buyers, because it does chop and change depending on who you are and what you're buying. Now let's get back to LVR restrictions. LVR is the acronym for loan-to-value ratio restrictions, and these rules dictate how much a bank can lend you against your property compared to its value. Or to put it another way, LVRs set the restriction for just how much money A bank can loan you compared to the value of your house. And unfortunately, for investors, LVR restrictions are much stricter for investors than, say, for other types of borrowers. For investors, the bank can only lend you up to 65% of your property's value for an existing property. And that means that you, as an investor, need to put in the rest of the money, which is a whopping 35% as a deposit. In the article that you're listening to, there is a table that shows the impact of LVR restrictions on investors buying new versus existing properties. Just a small change in LVR policy actually has quite a large impact on the price of property an investor can purchase. What I'm going to do now is use some real world examples to see how these deposits can change based on the property that you're buying. My first example is a new build in Belfast, Christchurch. This property was available to Opus Partners investors at the time I was writing this article. It's a four bedroom standalone house and it costs seven hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars. The deposit required for this property is twenty percent. So Therefore, an investor wanting to buy this house needs a $153,800 deposit. The next example is an existing property in Dunedin. It was also currently available at the time of writing, but this time it was a listing on TradeMe. It's also a four-bedroom standalone house, and its asking price is $649,000, so a little bit cheaper. But it's also an existing property. This means if an investor bought this property and paid the asking price, they would need a 35% deposit, and that means putting down $227,150 as a deposit. Even though the existing property is cheaper, it requires a $73,350 higher deposit. This is a substantial amount of money. This is why the deposits can actually dictate just what property you buy or can afford. Now let's get to the second question that most investors ask. How do property investors get the deposit? Many people new to property investment are often surprised to hear that most investors don't use cash for their deposits. Instead, they use their wealth or the equity within their own home. And this is how you do it. You take out a new loan secured against your house and you use that money as the deposit for your investment. The extra amount that you can borrow against your own home is called usable equity. And what happens is once you've owned your own home for a while, two things are likely to have happened. You've probably paid down some of your mortgage and your property has probably also increased in value. This creates wealth within your home because it's worth more and you've got less debt held against it. This means you can borrow against this wealth as a deposit for an investment property. The formula for calculating your usable equity in your own home is your home value, so how much your home is worth, times 0.8, 80%, minus your personal mortgage. This gives you your usable equity. You can also use our equity and leverage calculator to run the numbers for you. The link for that is in the article that you're listening to. Returning to our initial question, how much deposit do I need to buy an investment property? The answer is, it depends. It depends on what sort of property you want to buy, and it depends on what sort of property you can afford. For a new build, you're going to need 20%, but if you're eyeing up an existing property, you're going to need 35%. That means you're going to need to find more money for the deposit or you're going to need to make sure that you have enough usable equity on your house to meet that higher threshold. Good luck.